Hello and welcome to How to Save Your Planet podcast. I'm Dr. Tara Shine and in this series I'm suggesting how each one of us can play our part in reducing the impact we have on our planet and improve our own lives in the process. As an environmental scientist, I'm especially interested in climate change and helping people to find more sustainable ways to live and work. I have a special interest in climate justice, which focuses on people-centered solutions to climate change that treat everyone fairly and are grounded in human rights. I have studied climate change across the globe and I advise world leaders, governments, international organizations and the general public about these vital matters. Because you're listening to me right now, I know you care about our planet and about the impact human beings are having on our environment. Climate change, plastic pollution, overconsumption, biodiversity loss. Unfortunately, we contribute to them by how we live our lives. Science tells us that we have until 2030 to kickstart a zero carbon revolution to cut emissions by at least 45% so that we can get to zero carbon by 2050. And we need to do it in a way that is fair and benefits everybody. In this podcast, I'll be suggesting how we can make a difference. I'll run through some of the conundrums and confusion we all face in living more sustainably and point out the practical steps we can take to minimise our impact on the planet. I am a firm believer in the fact that taking action and changing our behaviour affects our attitude to change and our appetite for the systemic changes we need to make to create a zero carbon world. In each episode, I'll use some examples taken from my book, How to Save Your Planet One Object at a Time. I'll start with our most familiar environment, our home, where we'll go from room to room, object to object, to show how everyday habits have an environmental impact. As I suggest affordable, no-nonsense ways to minimise the damage, I'll throw in a thought or two that might not have occurred to you. Like the fact that used coffee grounds can be used as compost for your plants, or that it takes three litres of water to make one litre of bottled water. Yet tap water is every bit as good as the bottled and it saves you money. Ah, time for coffee. No day starts for me without a strong cup. By the way, it's a fact that most people boil more water than they use when making tea or coffee. And this, of course, increases the carbon footprint of their cuppa. In fact, the most significant part of a kettle's environmental footprint is its use. So do remember not to overfill your kettle. As we're in the kitchen, let's make a start. You won't find many kitchens these days without a roll of aluminium foil in one of the cupboards. Its manufacture involves extracting natural resources from the earth, and this uses huge amounts of energy, in fact nine times as much as is required to make steel. So, try cutting back on aluminium foil. A first good step would be to find alternative food covers. Another option is greaseproof paper, or recycled paper towels, or beeswax covers canvas covered in beeswax. They're sticky enough to form a seal when heated with the warmth of your hand and they can be washed and dried and used over and over again. An even simpler way to store a bowl of food in the fridge is to put a plate on top of it. Or the other way round of course, a bowl placed over a plate. But if you really have to use foil, be sure to reuse it several times and when you're done with it, wipe it, clean it and recycle it. 
But if it's covered in grease from making the Sunday roast, it should go in the rubbish bin. Nestled beside that roll of tin foil is probably a roll of cling film. Cling film is a soft plastic and although it's thin, it's not recyclable and it takes a very long time to decompose. Out in the environment, it breaks down into microplastics that can be eaten by wildlife and enter the food chain. Are there convenient alternatives? Well, greaseproof paper is great for wrapping sandwiches and cakes. And for packed lunches, use a lunchbox with compartments to separate the sandwiches from the biscuits and fruit. Avoid using plastic food bags as much as possible, but when you do, wash them out, dry them and use them again and again. Now, a word about your saucepans. All types have pluses and minuses. Making a pot from steel, iron, copper or aluminium means that the metal needs to be mined and smelted. Both processes are highly energy intensive and have obvious effects on the environment. Non-metal pots and pans are made from ceramic and glass, but generally speaking, they aren't recyclable. However, they can be used for years and years. When buying new saucepans, the best choice is cast iron or stainless steel. They have a lower carbon footprint than other metals and are durable. Look for eco-friendly non-stick pans that use ceramic non-stick coatings. Avoid the chemicals used in other non-stick coatings and look after your pans. Keep them for years. That's the best way to reduce their environmental impact. Now, washing saucepans is never fun. Do you ever just bung them in the dishwasher instead? In fact, that's not a bad idea. A dishwasher uses much less water and considerably less energy than washing up by hand. My advice is use a dishwasher, but with an eco-friendly dishwasher tablet. Hello, is that a bottle of washing up liquid? You can recycle the clean plastic bottle when it's empty. But even better is to reuse it by taking it to a refill station and using it again. I've had the same washing up liquid bottle for two years now. Look for refill shops, a stall in your local market or a home delivery service that offers refills of eco-friendly washing up liquid. Until recently, most washing up liquid on sale in the EU contained phosphates, which cause pollution and eutrophication that kills aquatic wildlife. In 2017, the use of phosphates in detergents was banned, so they are safer now. Nevertheless, I opt for environmentally friendly washing up liquid, which is minimally toxic to aquatic organisms, biodegradable within 28 days and contains clear information on how to refill or recycle the packaging. One step away from the kitchen is the utility room and your washing machine. What I've just said about detergents obviously applies here too. But there's something else. Recent research looked at the release of synthetic microplastic fibres from domestic washing machines into waterways. These fibres are so small, they pass right through the sewage treatment screens and are released into aquatic environments where they accumulate in the sediment or are ingested by wildlife. How to cut back on the problem? May sound obvious, but wash your clothes less often. Check they're actually dirty before putting them in the machine. You can spot clean stains to avoid washing the whole garment. Washing your clothes less also means that they will last longer and their carbon footprint will be reduced. And wash clothes on cold or at 30 degrees. 
Most washing detergents work well at low temperatures these days. Ever heard of eco-eggs? These laundry eggs remove the need for detergent completely. Two types of natural mineral pellets inside the reusable egg work together to clean clothes for up to 720 washes. Do you automatically use a fabric softener? Avoid them. They introduce unnecessary chemicals into your washing, onto your skin and into the aquatic environment. And when you buy a new machine, make sure you recycle the old one. It contains valuable steel, electronics and plastics that should not end up in landfill. We all use cleaning products around the house. Read the label before you buy. If it has warnings about being toxic, harmful or poisonous, I'd give it a miss. Buy eco-friendly products from reputable brands. They may be a little more expensive, but you really don't need many of them. You could try mechanical solutions and elbow grease instead of chemicals. For example, a plunger, a wire coat hanger or a drain snake to unblock drains. You could try out simple DIY cleaning solutions. For example, lemons to remove lime scale from kettles or cleaning windows with a mixture of half water and half vinegar. Here's another tip. Use bread soda and vinegar to clean almost anything. There are whole websites online devoted to such endeavours. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. For more information and many more tips on how to tackle the causes of climate change and protect our biodiversity, do get a copy of my book, How to Save Your Planet, One Object at a Time, printed with vegetable dyes on sustainably sourced paper. It's available from all good bookshops. Do join me next time for episode two, when I'll wander into your living room. I'm Dr Tara Shine. How to Save Your Planet is a West End Media production for Simon & Schuster. Thank you.